Our meditation for this 18th Sunday after Trinity is on our Old Testament reading from Deuteronomy chapter 10, beginning in the 12th verse. Hear the word of our Lord. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart in love on your fathers, and chose their offspring after them, you above all peoples, as you are this day. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart, and be no longer stubborn. For the Lord your God is God of gods, and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God, who is not partial, and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Love the sojourner, therefore, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve him and hold fast to him, and by his name you shall swear. He is your praise, he is your God who has done for you these great and terrifying things that your eyes have seen. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us start by rereading and focusing on a couple of these verses. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Love the sojourner, therefore, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. Why does God love sojourners so much? We can understand how God loves the fatherless. For the fatherless boy or girl is chained to poverty and loneliness while their mother tries to make ends meet. We have no problem seeing how God loves the widow. If a woman is bereft of her spouse, then our Heavenly Father sees this and shows the compassion to her that her late husband once showed her. But the sojourner, a temporary visitor, a vagabond, a traveling merchant, someone without a permanent home, that sojourner? The sojourner could be a family on the run from a persecuting government. The sojourner could also be a bandit seeking his next score. Yet God loves all of them, leaving us puzzled by this addition. On our end, we see nothing but invaders, families, single men, oh, and literal gangs of people all across the world ending up in our countries. And the result has been exactly what the skeptics and conservatives have claimed it would be. We are poorer because the influx of these people has increased competition for jobs, suppressing the wages of the lower and middle class. The social safety nets are strained because of the welfare money, once reserved for our own countrymen and our infrastructure, now it is being gobbled up by those claiming to be desperate. 
people from foreign cultures, having almost no common values with us and no respect for our traditions and societies, have increased crime dramatically. Yet the media horn blares out the same general message that these are people who need our help while our roads are crumbling, our savings accounts are bone dry, our culture is fading, and our families are falling apart. In an age where it seems the government has declared war on her citizens, caring for the sojourner doesn't just confuse us, it makes us angry. We are tempted to balk at God saying he loves the sojourner, and we are tempted to get mad at his command to love the sojourner as well. Doesn't God know how awful this is for us? It's even more tempting to wonder if this is God saying he cares for the outsider more than those who truly belong to him. It feels like God is telling you to love people who are making your country objectively worse as they triumphantly declare that your lands are now their home. Withhold your anger, beloved. For God does not call you to be a societal masochist who begs for strangers to take and take and take until there is nothing left. There is a difference between the sojourner and the invader. The sojourner humbly comes to your lands for help because he cannot survive without it. The invader comes to take your home by force, whether that is by his force or the force of another. A hostile government may certainly use its force as a threat against its own citizens for the sake of these foreign invaders. The sojourner is like a homeless man, begging on the side of the road, traveling from one place to another. The invader is like a robber that breaks into your house in the middle of the night, or is allowed in by someone who hates you. In our day and age, we have many invaders, but few sojourners. We are called to love the latter. Both are strangers. But just as St. Paul instructs us to honor widows who are truly widows from 1 Timothy 5, our compassion to the stranger must be filtered through discernment, lest we be enabling wickedness. If we do not love the true sojourners in our midst, then we must be afraid. God punished Israel through foreign invasion with both the Assyrian and Babylonian exiles. Yet we forget that in Deuteronomy he threatens Israel saying that if they are disobedient to his covenant with them, then the sojourner essentially becomes an invader as well. Quote, the sojourner who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. Deuteronomy 28.43 The one who once needed their compassion now holds all the resources. The one who once was to be there temporarily now is owner of the land. Clearly, this is a big deal to our Heavenly Father who will not tolerate us shutting our hearts to the needy on account of our opposition to invasion. 
Still, we are left with the question of why God loves the sojourner. In part, it is because they are in need, the same way he loves the fatherless and the widow on account of their pitiable state, so too does God love a drifter who must continue traveling in order to survive. But in addition to that, beloved, we are sojourners, strictly speaking. We live in this mortal coil, marred by sin but saved by grace surrounded by dryness and suffering, yet still fed and clothed. We know as believers that this is not our ultimate home. And just as the law says that the sojourner does not have the same rights as the Israelite in our country, being unable to own land through inheritance and often being barred from entering the assembly, so too are we sojourners in this world barred from the easy life of the ones who belong to the world. God loved the Israelites when they were sojourners in Egypt, knowing that they were strangers among pagans. Not only did he deliver them from slavery by the Exodus and give them a new homeland, our reading today says that God elevated them above all peoples on the earth at that time. So too does he love you, my friend, as you find yourself here in the world, but not of it. In dying for our sins and rising again, our Lord Christ promised us an ultimate homeland where we will truly belong and not suffer any longer. He has promised to elevate his true Israel, the church, to such a state that we shall be exalted above all peoples in history, no longer consigned to being sojourners in this life. So how are we to love the sojourner with the same kind of love that God has? By circumcising our hearts, beloved, dedicating our entire being to our Lord's priorities. God has no problem with you opposing an invader, even if that invader is pretending to be in need. But he wants you to have the same compassion on the drifter, the homeless man, and the itinerant family that he has on you in your sojourn here on earth. Do not turn away from those in need, nor take away protection from them. Instead of victimizing and beating and expelling those who come to you for help, be generous to them, for God has been generous to you. Continue to care for the poor, whether they are here permanently or just passing by. And finally, rejoice, my brethren, because this means that God truly does love you. No, he does not love the outsider more than he loves you, for indeed he has promised you everything and already elevated you to a status that may very well never apply to the stranger. By the blood of Christ he has said that you are no longer counted a sinner, but counted a saint. On account of our Lord Jesus, he has said that you are not homeless, but awaiting a time when you shall finally be in the halls of our great king. And he has granted an inheritance, which no foreigner to the true Israel may ever touch, the new heavens and the new earth. 
Now the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.